What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darts Golf Pod. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. What a wild week in golf. Not quite like what you were probably anticipating if you were hoping for more of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, but for us diehard golf fans, it was a great one out there. We had Joaquin Neiman winning it all. Jack, what Wire to wire. Wire to wire. Oh, yeah. What do you think about it? I think it's impressive. I mean, that dude's a stick. He's so good. I think there was a lot. I think, obviously... No one expected anyone to go wire to wire um, at that course. And I think that a lot of people made their name known in a field that was dominated by guys in the top 50, top 100 in the official world golf rankings. I think you saw a couple names pop out in the leaderboard that you may not be familiar with. And also some names in the top 15 of the world that we saw miss the cut. I, I think more than anything, it was very surprising to see that the score got that low. I know that minus 20 was quite a bit lower than everybody anticipated. I think that uh, Neiman and Morikawa and those guys really kind of pushed it, which was quite surprising. I didn't expect it to get to that. I was anticipating the winner to be more at the 14 under maybe, maybe 12. So that was kind of fun and surprising. What did you think about Cameron Young? coming out of nowhere because i'm sure you knew who he was but again this is another situation a lot like sahith Tagala from two weeks ago where not a lot of people knew who he was before this tournament yeah sure so i mean that's surprising enough that's his second top three finish of the year he finished um tied for second i can't remember what the tournament was he is actually second in strokes gained off the tee driving the ball incredible so you're setting yourself up for success there and overall in the PGA Tour this year, he's 28th in strokes gained overall. So, I mean, you get a guy like that with some numbers, he's going to put some damage on some courses. And I think this week showed him. It, it would have been very interesting to see him in this week's field down at Honda. That's for sure. I would have been curious to see what kind of what kind of draft percentage he would have gotten in the field. Because I think there would definitely would have been a few people that, that would buy into him a little bit more this week. But behind, behind Joaquin Neiman and young we had a lot of pretty well-known guys leading the pack was morikawa you had hovland there was that big grouping adam scott was in there too like 20 guys within three or four shots at the end of that it was crazy it felt like there was a lot of well-known names really pushing the pace so it was impressive to see that that neiman was able to kind of hold on for all that but you mentioned a few of the guys that didn't make the cut and that was also brutal as well yeah i think that it was unfortunate um I know a guy that you were high on coming into the week, Dustin Johnson, missed the cut. Corey Connors, ball striker, missed the cut. Brooks missed the cut. I'm not as torn up about that one. That wasn't a course built to his strengths. Um, But DJ and Connors with that course history just wasn't necessarily their week. And then I know we had picked on this guy a lot last week, but I think we need to take a second to talk about John Rahm again. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look like the John Rahm we'd anticipate, which again, I'm not saying is a bad thing, but for a guy that's ranked number one in the world, when you look off three days out of the four, it's hard to win a lot of golf tournaments. He didn't break any banks. You know, he still made you your money in the end of the week. He didn't bust you, but it just doesn't look good. It never looks seven under. Yeah. Seven under through the tournament, six under in round four. So it was one under the first three rounds. It, when I was watching him, I think I texted you, you know, once a day saying, did you just see that shot? Let yeah, go of the like, club. What is he doing? What the heck is John Rahm doing? Yeah, exactly. Just, it doesn't look like he's clicked. 
and once that guy does watch out but i mean let's just talk about we're ripping on him right now i think he's still at a top 25 finish the kid the, he's so good that his off weeks he's still making you know five hundred thousand dollars he was top 25 yes so it's uh, wild. Uh, it's yeah. wild to see that yeah Oh, what a mess. So who were some guys? Obviously, we mentioned a couple of them. Did you did you look at any of your big hits or misses from throughout the week? Yeah. Who do we got? What's what's the hits? What'd you hit on? Well, the hit, um, I had Colin Morikawa in both FanDuel and DraftKings tied for second. That was clutch. In go. FanDuel, I had uh, both Leishman and Cantlay, who placed top 15. Hideki Matsuyama, 39th. And then Gim and Reed both missed the cut. However, still made money. Um, and then the DraftKings, I had Morikawa. I had Cantlay, 33rd. Answer, 39th. Tigala, 48th. Uh, and then Francisco Molinari, 58th. And then David Lipsky, again, missing the cut. But once again, I don't think I made money in the DraftKings. as just wasn't good enough, but I know I beat you. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for thanks for calling that one out there. So. <laughs> Oh, that was it was not, it was not my best week. Surprisingly, though, I had a lot of guys that I didn't completely miss the mark on. Like I had no. I, I had Shoffley in the top twenty, I had Leishman top twenty, I had Willie Z, my boy, top twenty five. Adam Scott was fifth. Four, Something like he was up there, but let's just talk about fourth. Patrick Reed for you. Oh, uh, well, I'll get to him. I had Casey top 15. <laughs> I called Bubba, by the way. Bubba missed the cut. I told you not to bet him. And then I I, I had the bet on Martin Lard to make top 40. Did it work? Oh, yeah. He was uh, tied go. 36th. Wasn't pretty, but he got the job done. Got the and job then, done. And then Matsuyama and Kazir both made the cut, but we're like 55th. Or Kazir. Kazir. I always want to say Kazir. But then, yes, the guys I missed the mark on, Doug Gim, Patrick Reed, DJ, yeah. Adam Hatton. Sorry, Doug Gim. We had a whole fan club going. We just got to disband after that week. That was that was an unfortunate call. And Patrick Reed did not do me any justice. I mean, <sighs> well, I'm sure we'll bring him up again this week because he's in the field. But, oh, no, gosh. I need to was... take a, a moment and just talk to Patrick Reed. He's going to be listening to this. I have never been high in Patrick Reed except for this week. And then he goes out and like gets 14 FanDuel points or something like that. Can't do that. Yeah, it was it was a tough scene out there. But yeah, you said as your FanDuel lineup went, you had Morikawa, Leishman, Matsuyama, Casey, Reed, and Gim. Morikawa was top five, Leishman top 20, Matsuyama top 50, Casey top 15 with Reed and Gim missing the cut. I had Shoffley, Matsuyama, Zalatoris, Scott, Paul Casey, and those guys went five for six. So everything all good on that. Yeah. And then going over the sports book picks, I unfortunately did not have my hottest week. We went one for five on the picks. However, I did bet pretty good on the Morikawa and or Shoffley getting in the top 10. So paid off. So technically I'm only down a very small portion of what I was betting, but overall, I'm right around breaking even, lost a touch, but I think it's important to talk about in a gambling podcast. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Well, you got lucky too, because on Saturday you threw like a dollar or two on Joaquin because you were he was still positive money at that point. So you got lucky yeah. in the sense that you could like at least make a couple of bucks back on throwing those on Joaquin. So you were smart because you were able to really 
make your money up on the back end that you you didn't really get on the front end with a few of those yeah, missed. I only bet a dollar on him at plus 450 or 550 on Friday, but even getting a couple of dollars here and there always helps out going into this week. Exactly, exactly. So you ready to get into the Honda Classic? 100%. I'm ready for the bear trip. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so we have the Honda Classic. It's in Florida. We're starting that Florida swing. The next four weeks we'll be down here. It's a par 70. 7,140 yards is not a long golf course. Not a lot of guys are going to be hitting driver off the tee. As Jack said, it's known for the Bears trap. That's holes 15, 16, and 17. It's kind of what makes or breaks this course. If you're good on those holes throughout the, the weekend, you're going to win some money and everyone's going to be happy. Last year's winner was Matt Jones at minus 12. Jack mentioned it. He shot 61 on Thursday last year and then shot three under the rest of the weekend. So it was a very weird win in that sense, but he was your winner last year. What are you, what are you kind of looking at for this, for this week, Jack? What's your, what's your thought process on it all? Do you have, do you have your thought process? I should say. Yeah. I mean, I think like you said perfectly, the course means nothing until you get to the bear trap. I've seen a hundred times over when you watch this tournament, guys hitting balls in the water, really not capitalizing on the final couple holes to go win a tournament and i think exactly what you said those first 14 holes are not going to matter till you get to the bear trap and then you see guys that i think the average for the bear trap is always over par so if you can come out there under par or even scratch you are going to put yourself in a way better position than a lot of other players so i don't think there's a strategy in picking a lot of guys but i definitely think there's a strategy in stress management well, looking at the information, Russell Knox has actually been the best player on the bear trap over the last five years. Now, don't think too much into that because Russell Knox has also missed the cut four of the last five times he's played that course. So it's not necessarily perfect science, but you want to find somebody that's going to know how to capitalize on that. All right. So, so are you ready to get into the 11K range? Let's do it. All right, so we're just so everyone knows, we are looking at DraftKings. We're going to look at the 11K range all the way down to 10,100. So you have Brooks Kepka all the way up to Sung JM. Obviously, this is the cream of the crop, but is there anybody you like amongst the the six of them in that range, Jack? Yeah, so I know Kepka and Berger are kind of the hometown heroes going into this. Yes. So I think the two guys to kind of look at are Ustazen and M. I'm going to fade on Yemen as well. I just think M's on a tear. Ustazen is probably the most consistent player in our game. So any one of those two people will round out the top of your roster perfectly. Are you scared at all that Ustazen can't get a win on American soil? Because that always scares me when no. I want to bet him. Are no, you just because... okay then with a the top five? Yeah, heck yeah. All right, Why well... if, you're, if you're betting someone in DraftKings and I say he's got a guaranteed top 10 spot, no matter the price, I'd take that. I'd pay 12000 for a top five guaranteed, top 10 guaranteed. Fair. I just like him because I don't mind going up the extra $200 for, for somebody that I think has a better chance of winning. Mm. But actually, in all honesty, I'm not completely imposed to avoiding this entire range. I know that sounds wild off the bat. But, like, Daniel Berger still has that injury he was getting over. Lower don't, back, yeah. Don't really love it. It's kind of a it's kind of a red flag for me. I'm going to avoid that altogether. Joaquin Neiman, I mean, he just came off the win. You could, you could try it, but it's kind of risky. I mean, it worked out for Scheffler last week, but 
how many times you want to do that double dip? Ustazen, uh, yeah. yes, for 10,800, but I feel like you can get just as many good guys down in the 9,000 range. Uh, Kepka's close to home. He's probably the guy I would take if I was taking anybody in that range. And then Sung Jay is just expensive at 11,000. It kind of limits everything else. So if, if it was me, I would choose between M and Kepka. But honestly, I'm thinking I'm just going to avoid this range altogether. Yeah, because I know exactly what you're about to get into is in that 9,000 category. There's so many good guys. Tommy Fleetwood, especially one of those guys looking, he's got two wins in his last couple starts. Billy Horschel's been on a freaking tear. And then I told you about this. This is one of those things that I'm either going to get bit or I'm going to get a random quote in next week's episode of Keith Mitchell. I texted you and I said, I have a weird inkling about Keith Mitchell. You bet on him last week too, and you you bet on him for top twenty, and he got it. And yeah, I'm two for two on my Keith Mitchell pits. Here he is. Here he is at ninety one hundred on this one. So by by the way, now that now that we've mentioned it, um, to anybody who's paying attention to last week, your Abraham answer call was correct. He made the cut. I will apologize for that initially. I had a little too much Abraham answer slander. Sorry, let me get that one out of the way. He didn't. He didn't play spectacular, but he made the cut, so I'll give it to he him. He did his job. I think he. I think was he top thirty nine or yeah, tied thirty tied thirty ninth. So I'll take. I'll take the beat down. It wasn't spectacular, but it was fine. Um, did the job. Yes, exactly. So yeah, in this nine thousand range, I'm. I'm starting all of my lineups with Tommy Fleetwood, and I love it. I sure. mean, it is. It is absolutely spectacular. He is, by the way, he has better odds this week than Louis Oosthuizen, Daniel Berger, and Brooks Kepka. Guys coming off two wins in his last couple. I think he's got all of his starts this year have been top 25. I think he's got a, you know, he lost his PGA Tour card, so I think he's coming with a vengeance and trying to come and show something. And I think that his swing, I know I said it last week, maybe not about him, but it's so good. I think he goes out and top, I'm going to say he's going to get 13th. I don't think he comes home with the win, but he's top 15. He's got the course history too, finishing third and fourth the last two years. So if you want, if you're a course history guy, that's also another reason. So he's a lock on the top of my board. You also mentioned the other guy, Billy Horschel. I'm a, I'm a big Billy Horschel fan this week. He, he was a Florida Gator in college. So like I kind of am doing some hometown bias, but he's also played well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I know he contended Unreal. well waste management. And then I, I, I'm trying to find where he plays. Did he play in Genesis last week or am I just missing him? I have no idea if he played in Genesis. I think that the last one he played was at waste management. Okay. So I had him, I had him tie in the top 15 for that. Um, but again, being from Florida, being a Gator, I'm very excited to kind of see how Billy Horschel does this week. I think he's going to do great. He's also in that 9K range that I have no problem jumping in. And gosh, I like everybody in this range. I got, let me let me clarify the two guys I don't like in this range. Maybe that'll be the best way to me to explain. I can it. I tell you, two guys I'm not picking this week it is Jones and Matt Wolf. Those are the exact names I was going to say. All right, why do you not like them? This Matt Wolf. He has two top tens and six starts, but I still can't pick him for whatever reason. This is this is what I literally wrote down word for word for Matt Wolf. I said slow start plus tough course where Wolf makes lots of mistakes plus doesn't do good with driver in his hands equals a no for me, dog. Yeah, last time I really watched him he was in the featured group of one tournament, and he used three wood for I think 
10 straight holes because he couldn't hit driver and he was still going 40, 50 yards right every time. It just didn't look like him. Um, and I just, he'll bounce around, but I think it's not this week. I, uh, so you said Matt Jones as well. I, I actually don't mind Matt Jones. Just, I hate him at this price range. I think that you tend to lean course bias. So I, I think do. you go last year. Great job. He's coming in this week, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think if you look at his last four starts, he has 111th, 81st, 58th, and 15th. So either he's really building up for a successful run or he's going to go right back into that 100th place, 80th place. I just do not think that he replicates that performance. That's fair. I don't blame you. So so we're no longer part of the Doug Gim fan club. Are we going to turn into the Keith Mitchell fan club now because you're too well, for two? I will forever be a Doug Gim <laughs> fan member, but Keith Mitchell's not let me down yet. Of course, of course. All right. Is there anybody else in this range that you can think of? Shane Lowry, we didn't mention him. We've mentioned everybody else. I love him. If you if you want him in this price range, I understand. He's yeah. completely fine. He's he's kind of middle yeah. of the road. I don't have anything for or against Shane Lowry. That dude's awesome. I just I don't really have a thought process in terms of betting in this week. Um, so I don't wanna, you know, bite myself if I don't have to. I, I get it, I get it. I just figure we talked about everybody else in the range. Uh into the eight thousand range. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Um the bottom of the eight K range is gonna be Bazudenhout and Russell Knox, and it's gonna go all the way up to uh Mito Para and Patrick Reed. Gotcha. So who- who do you like in that range? Well, yeah, I think Cameron Young at 8-6 is a steal right after his performance. You know me and Biz Whedon, how that's my guy. Um, I refuse to pick Patrick Reed, but I'm also high on Brian Harmon this week. I don't know. I just feel like that guy's got such a good short game. I think that he's going to do well this week. I could definitely see that. Um, I am also staying away from Patrick Reed. I'm tired. I'm tired of leaning on him. He's just he's just ridiculous. I mean, he shot plus six on on Friday last week. I'm tired of sticking my leg out to try and catch him. I'll take the hit if he wins this week. If he comes back and he wins it this week, whoops. Yeah, he's my, nine my for eleven on cuts, and the two he's missed have just been ugly. But everything else has been fine. So let's see. I love Mito this week. Big big Mito boy. Uh, big Mito boy. Yeah, <laughs> big Mito boy. Uh, he finished. Uh, top 15 at Riviera last week, right? And Can't so, say for certain, but I think so. And so he's in the right direction. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the way he's going. Uh, again, his ball striking is really solid. I'm I'm, I'm just – I have hope with Mito. He started off slow. I'm hoping he picks it up. That's really all I can say for him. I also love our boy Bez, Christian Bezudenhout. As we said, this Bezuden is not – Bezudenhout. Bezweden Hout. I, I can't say that name. It's so hard for me. I don't know why. Well, thank God we're not covering the European tour. <laughs> Bezweden Hout is a guy that he's he's the opposite of me for for Matthew Wolf. Like Matthew Wolf can't can't hit a drive. With with Christian Bezweden Hout, we don't have to worry about that because he hates hitting the driver, but his short game is impeccable. Yeah. So and I so, have um I think I have had him in every one of my lineups every single time. He's a guy that's making, honestly, it's not even a joke. He's been in every single one of my lineups. 
I, I'm sensing that theme as well because he's kind of in the same boat for me. And um, I also have a uh, fellow European in the $7,000 range that I am super high on this week. Well, I, I, I think Johnny Vegas could low-key be a, a good a, – again, he's kind of like like your version of Oosthuizen, except just a slightly lower value. So, like, Oosthuizen could easily finish top 10. I think Vegas could finish between, like, 20 and 30th, and nobody would bet an eye. And yeah. I think that's very reasonable for him. I think he's got that style where he's going to go 5th, 13th, 18th, miscut. So hopefully it's just not one of those weeks where he misses the cut and he can continue that grind. Yes. Um, let's see. Again, Russell Knox, he was the guy, he's the guy who's been playing the best on the uh, the bear trap so far, but he's missed four of his last five cuts. That's a double-edged sword. If you want to take that chance on him, I wish you the best. You, <laughs> Let you, us know. You're a better man than I am, that's for sure. So... Um, Anybody else on the, on this one kind of stick out to you? Gary Woodland was an was an interesting one when I first looked at him, but I I can't do it. Can't do it. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's really it for that. All right. Let's go into the into the seven k range. Who's your guy? Nikolai Hoyard. Who? He is the twin brother of another guy dominating the European Tour. He is coming over with a vengeance. Look out for him. I think that this is the guy you stick in your lineup where somebody like you goes, who? But after this week, when you see him and he's getting you the points in his last 12 tournaments, he's got two wins, four top fives, and seven top 20s. Come into that PGA Tour at 7,600. Who did he play in those last 12 tournaments? Like 75-year-old geriatrics? Like what are we European talking about? European tour. Okay. All right. Respectable then. That's fair. Just, just curious. Just curious. Um, all right. So you like, you like Hoy, Hoygard? Can't even I don't say know it. how to pronounce his name. And I, I, I'm a huge golf fan, but I can't pronounce his last name, but I also like CT pen. I love CT pen this week. I actually, I have uh spoiler alert. I have some bets on him for, for later. Um, I, I like Ryan Palmer this week. I think he's kind of a, a rock solid, steady guy that if you're looking for somebody to to take in cash where you just want to double your money, he's a pretty good guy to take. I, I'm i a big Sam Ryder fan. He's and not it, dried off from all the beer he was soaked on the other week. I, I know. And everyone's like, he's from Florida. He finished tied for eighth last year. He's got lots of momentum. You know, he played well in waste management. Obviously made the hole in one. There, there's worse options down here. That's for sure. And at 7,200, yeah. I think he's definitely a good shot in the dark option to take. Uh, who's the other guy I liked? Chris Kirk. Yeah, RSM champion. Yep. Um, yeah, he can come out of the water at any time. I can't say for certain if I like him or dislike him this week. I think he'll be a middle-of-the-road guy. He was top 15 in Phoenix. He's played here a bunch of times. His his uh, all around tee to green play, it's it's solid. It's nothing he's special. Come out and win this week and spite me for saying he's going to be a middle of the road player. I'm here for it. I am here for it. And then, is there anybody you like at the bottom of the seven thousand range? Because I feel like we've named a lot of guys kind of up top. Aaron Rye, watch out for that guy. That guy can spew up a leaderboard. He wears two gloves, so you can't miss him. I think he's a guy that can go up the leaderboard any given week, so watch out for him. There you go. Okay, I respect it. I was I was gonna say uh, Dylan Fratelli, 
uh, personally. He wears sleeves, so I can't watch him. I get it. Not I like mean, that's a disrespectful thing. I just it's just hard to look at when it's like ninety five. It's a good thing that golf isn't a fashion statement because I agree. I wouldn't be able to watch him at all. But he either misses the cut or finishes top 30. There's no in between. So I'm kind of taking the 50-50 shot that he's not missing the cut this week in this really weak field down here. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna say this to, the, to any of the betters that are listening. This is going to be a tough week. You're uh, at last week. A lot of people were like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna go six for six. It's the Genesis. There's a lot of really well known names. You have a lot of the top 50 players playing. This week is not the case. It's not a lot of big, big names. You're gonna have to throw in a kind of a quote unquote scrub or two at the bottom. A guy that's maybe a little less well known. You gotta take more of a chance on. If you go six for six this week, you are in the slim minority. You crushed it because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to miss a name or two it's just going to happen so on though on the bottom of the 7k range and going into the 6k range you really just kind of have to pick and choose who you think the best option is yeah doug gim for sure going into the 6k range <laughs> Dougie, our boy we i mean we love him we we, we kind of have to, to to bring him up just because he's 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 going to become just the absolute legend of the show yeah, he's he's the greatest golfer of all time behind Tiger Woods, and uh, um, I like him. And then I don't want to spill. I'll spill one more name: Padraig Harrington. I think that guy. He's four for four on cuts this year. He's not going to win the tournament, but he's a guy you put on your lineup at that price point. Going to make the cut. I have bets on guys in the sports book in this price range, so I don't want to get in too much to my picks. He's a f- He's a former winner here, right? I can't say that for certain. I always won a bunch of tournaments, but uh, that's my mom's favorite player. I'm almost positive he's won here. Um, my last guy down here that I'm a fan of is Mark Hubbard. It's it's not something to write home about, but if you are digging and grasping for straws down here in the 6K range, he's a, he's a decent bet. He's He's fine. He'll probably make the cut. Not in spectacular. He was 46th and 11th here the past two years. That's really all you can look for when you're down here in this high 6K range. Outside of that, again, Doug Gim, Podrick Harrington. Sung Kang. Sung Kang. Yeah, he, uh, he's a good one. But that's then that, other than that, that's all you really got. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Yeah, you'll mention him later. Never mind. Yep, no, don't Sorry. Want to Sorry. I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil this. I saw somebody and I know Jack's a fan of them, but we'll, uh, we'll get into them in a little bit. Oh yeah. So, all right. So do you have your, your six names for your, for your FanDuel? For my FanDuel? Yeah. I'll switch over to that right now so I can show you. Okay. Um, my FanDuel roster will be Keith Mitchell, the goat, Billy Horschel, Christian Bezwedenhout, Doug Gim, a guy you're not high on in Ricky Fowler and Cameron Young. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we have a few names that uh that overlap there. Because I have Tommy Fleetwood. I have Billy Horschel and Bez uh Bezuden, Bezuden, Yep, just go and say it. Bezudenhout. Um, and then I have Mito Para, Sam Ryder, and Mark Hubbard. So. I think you're either gonna do top 10 in the money in your tournament that you're going to play, or we're going to be posting that on Instagram and just with nine laughing emojis and there's no middle ground there. 
Yeah, because nobody's going to make the cut. Exactly. Yep. It's it it it's either going to be really good or really bad. But that's kind of how GPPs have to work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the chance and uh, and try to have some energy with it because I don't know. Let's let's if, hope. If I it don't works, work. you're gonna look like a genius. Do you have any bets? you want to go over am i missing come anything? on let's not beat around the bush you know i got bets to talk about do you want uh, me to go of, first or do you want to go first because i'm sure yeah. you have more than me i i have six bets that i'm looking forward to so I why don't i just start and i already talked about him nico hoyard hoyard plus 125 for the top 140 in his last 12 tournaments he has seven top 20s He's in the and it's not necessarily a depleted field, but it's definitely not the field that was last week. I mean, if he gets top 40, you're basically essentially doubling your money. Yeah. So I think that's a great pick. I have a um ready for another who? Sure. Hayden Buckley. Who plus 200 to get in top 40. Odd subject to change because I got um Lipsky at like plus 350, even though I talked about him being at plus 250. Hayden. Buckley plus 190 top 40 quote me when he wins in the top 40 I'm going to tattoo his name on my arm actually not really but uh <laughs> then coming in at plus 350 Brooks Kepka's brother Chase Kepka I thought you were about his... to say Brooks Kepka's plus 350 for top 40 I was like no shot could you, you imagine gotta, you gotta bet that on whatever sports book you're on but no okay exactly Chase it. Chase Kepka, every time he's been in the PGA Tour with his brother, he's done well because I think he's more comfortable and more relaxed. I look for him in this lower-regarded field to come out and top 40, I mean, plus 350, I think that's odds you have to take. Obviously, it's golf, and he could have the week where he wins and week where he places 112th, but I like him this week. Um, then moving on to Keith Mitchell. I was not going to put him in plus 175 for top 20 after two consecutive top 20s in stacked fields. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one to me. And then get this one, Billy Horschel plus 125 for top 20. I saw that. He has, now, what, he's on my list as well. So I won't even include that one about Billy, but yeah, he was or six in the odds and he's plus in the top 20. It's a lot. That's guaranteed money. And then um, my final one in top 10, Tommy Fleetwood plus 250. Yep. I, Could you imagine? I started that one as well. So my yeah. you and I are on the same page with Billy Horschel and Tommy Fleetwood. They're both on my uh my FanDuel, by the way, even though you're knocking it earlier. Very interesting. You're betting them, yeah. even though they're both on my FanDuel. Huh. Well, you did pick two of the best players on the tour. And <laughs> let me say this: when I do my sports book picks, it would be very easy for me to say Brooks Kepka, top 20, Sung JM top 20. I'm not doing that because um, I feel like there's a lot more research that could go involved. And that's what I want to do for you guys. Definitely. It'd be easy for me to say, Oh, Colin Morikawa, top five, top 20 every week. But I want to pick you guys some ones that are a little more risky that have a little more golf knowledge. We're not trying to win you one penny on a $5 bet. We're looking more at doubling your money. Exactly. If not, if yeah. not more. So I have zero favorites in this category. However, they feel like favorites to me. Yeah. I I am a little all over the board. I got a couple winners, couple top twenties, and then a few that I are surprising me at top forties. So I have I have Tommy Fleetwood plus two thousand to win it all. 
I think he has a good chance to do it. But you also mentioned top 20. He was, uh, what, 150? Uh, plus 250 for top 10. I don't really go into winners because I feel like if you get caught up in winners, you lose a lot of the money. Um, but I do agree. If you hit a winner, good for you. Good for you. Um, 2,000 is actually pretty good odds for Tommy Fleetwood. But Definitely. plus 250 for top 10, I mean. Yeah. I, so, again, I, 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 if you throw a dollar on top 10, that's fine, too. That's probably, honestly, the better way to do it with Tommy Fleetwood. I also love Christian Bazudenhut. He's plus 200 for top 20. Correct. Yeah, I have him in. Uh, I've already bet him. <laughs> there you go. And then Mito. He's plus 220 for top 20. I mean, he, he fit top 15 last week. Yeah. I've, Chris Kirk is plus 110 to finish top 40. Again, he he's played here a thousand times in this tournament. He played here all the time, finished tied 14th in Phoenix. Uh, Sam Ryder, plus 150 for top 40. I stated him earlier, finished tied for eighth last year. I just like the number. I think he could definitely make the cut and push for that. Dylan Fratelli is plus 160 for the top 40. He either misses the cut or finishes top 30. His last 12 starts, miss cut, 22nd, miss cut, 19th, miss cut, 12th, 19th, miss cut, miss cut, 24th, miss cut, 26th, miss cut. All right, so he's bound for a good week here. Here we go. Exactly. He's due. So plus 160 for top 40. I like those odds. And then Sung Kang. Plus 250 for top 40. Again, kind of a shot in the dark. No, I don't think so. I think that guy's going to get it. Um, And then I also have KH Lee written down for odds. But for whatever reason, of course, my notes are blurred out. Um, I have a smudge mark here, so I can't tell you his odds. But I like him this week, top 40. He's plus 100. Plus 100. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's just an easy double your money. So I do have four guys I'm actually strongly trying to avoid this week uh, when it comes to betting. So we mentioned the first one. That's Matthew Wolf. Again, just not a fan. The second one is Joaquin Neiman. Again, Scheffler Scheffler managed to pull out the the comeback after winning and played well last week. I'm not going to mess with it again. Uh, Third one's Patrick Reed. I'm not doing it. I don't care. It's a weak field. I'm tired of it. Fourth and final one, which is kind of a difference from Jack because he's actually a fan of him a little bit this week, Ricky Fowler. He fell off. I'm sorry. I'll say it again. He's fallen off. He's not the same player he was in like 2017. I can't keep holding his hand hoping he's going to play well. This is a weak field, so if you want to bet him top 40 and win like a dollar or two, I get it. But anything more than that, more power to you. But I'm not touching him. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not in the cards for me. Yeah, I like Ricky Fowler this week. I think with that lower field, I think you're really going to see him try to push it. I don't think you're going to see him necessarily going for the win, but I think he has to gun it this week. And I think he has to put a little more pedal to the metal and go out and try to secure some notoriety here going into one of the or the big stretch of tournaments. Definitely, definitely. I we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right. So who do you have winning this week? Who's your winner? Between the heavy favorites, Sung Jay and Billy Horschel are two guys that really stick out for me in terms of winning. But I also, also very, very out of left field winner could be Denny McCarthy. 
oh wow all right so you're going you went way farther low tier than i did i feel kind of kind of cheap now because i just kind of took somebody not from the top but from the top tier wait denny mccarthy you didn't mention him the whole video what do you mean well listen let's be honest if you're going to sprinkle on a guy you know five dollars or whatnot this guy is some crazy odds to win. Gotcha. And if you really notice it, um, if you look at his track record, he, he has two top tens. Um, he has an 11th, a 12th, a 15th coming in. Um, I know last or at the Phoenix, he didn't play too well, but I anticipate him going out. Uh, I'm sure I will add him to a bet eventually for a top 20 or top 40. Cause I will probably add him to a bet as I feel pretty confidently about him. I just wanted to give my five or six locks. If I told you every guy that I felt confident about betting on, we'd be here all day. I, but I, I think that's it. a guy you could sprinkle, you know, three, four, five dollars on and catch a nice payday if he manages to put four rounds together. I get it. Well, I'm gonna go uh Bazooten Hout. I'm gonna throw it out there. Again, this is the kind of course that he's gonna do well in. If he yeah. wins, we have to do a lesson on how you pronounce his name correctly. <sighs> Yeah, I need, I'm gonna go look into go look into like Duolingo, try and maybe learn <laughs> learn learn some some foreign language so I can finally pronounce his name properly. He's just gonna be known as Bez to me for now on. There he's you go. Be, he's just gonna be Bez. Can we? I'm gonna write this down. He's Bez. That's Done. it. Done. He's Bez. You'll know now. So yeah, I'm gonna take Bez. You have Denny McCarthy. Okay, we'll look into this next week. If any of our guys finish down. top <laughs> five, then we'll know. So write it down exactly this is the abraham answer moment oh gosh not that again i can't i can't deal with our i already i already apologized once to you this week i can't do it again next week <laughs> so i'm sorry danny mccarthy you're gonna fall off this time out all right and that's gonna be all for the turn dogs golf podcast please follow us on social media at turn dogs pod and turn dogs golf pod Drop what your lineups are going to be for the week. Drop your bets. Follow, like, subscribe. If you see us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please just add us to your playlist so that way you can get updates on when we go live. We will kind of be all over the place. Just a hint, we might talk a little bit about the Saudi Open at some point in this next week. and, and kind of Spoiler. Our, yeah, a little spoiler there. But we might bring it up and talk about some, some of what's going on and all that. But I hope you guys all enjoyed. Everybody go out there and just win a bunch of money. Have a good one. Absolutely. Catch you next week, guys.